I am very elated to have this interview scheduled today. Uh, Jenny Boyd, she's an author and so much more. Her new memoir, Jennifer Juniper, A Journey Beyond the Muse, has just published on March 26th through Urbane Publications. Uh, when fashion and pop culture intersected during the swinging 60s in London, she was swept up into both worlds. A promising young model for cutting-edge designers, she worked in Carnaby Street by day, danced at the city's most popular clubs at night, where the music of the best of the British invasion was showcased. She was Beatle George Harrison's and later Eric Clapton's sister-in-law. She married Mick Fleetwood, founding member of Fleetwood Mac, twice, and she was entrenched in the rock and roll world of fame, money, drugs, and betrayal. She accompanied the Beatles to Rishikesh in northern India in 1968 to study meditation at the ashram of the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and worked in the Beatles' Apple Boutique in London. It was during her 10-year marriage to rock and jazz drummer Ian Wallace that Jenny Boyd stopped her rock and roll lifestyle and went back to school, becoming a research psychologist and author with a Ph.D. in human behavior. Bridging her two disparate paths, her Ph.D. dissertation about musicians and the creative process morphed into a book that was first published in 1992 and later updated and reissued in the U.S. and U.K. in 2014 under the title It's Not Only Rock and Roll. She has effectively lived two lives, uh, one with this human behavior PhD where she's dug into the creative process and how that affects with musicians. And then, of course, the lifestyle that she lived at being married to Mick Fleetwood and sister-in-law to George Harrison and Eric Clapton, traveling with the Beatles, dancing during the swinging 60s. Hello, Jenny. How are you today? Hi, Darren. I'm doing so well. How are you? I am outstanding. Staying safe and uh, staying <laughs> great, cloistered great. away, yes. No, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity. It's an, it's an honor to get to chat with you. I will confess, I bought the book last night, and I'm looking forward to taking some of this at-home time to dig in. But you didn't read it throughout the night, Darren? I'm surprised. I, I did have to sleep a little bit. That whole morning show thing comes pretty quick. <laughs> oh, okay. <so. laughs> yeah, but, you know, a couple things I was curious about. You grew up in Kenya, but you were modeling at 16. So you had to grow up very quickly in a world much different than what kids who are growing up quickly in this world have got with all the digital things and younger successes online and so forth. For ambitious youth with all this technology and all this global opportunity before them, what advice would you give them from someone who came up at such an early age? Well, it was such a different time then. That's the thing, you know. It's, I mean, I think it's really, really hard because, you know, nowadays kids stay younger for longer, don't they? They stay at home, um, either at, the, at college or they can't afford to have their own place. Whereas, you know, in, in, the, in the early 60s or mid-60s, there was much fewer people and it was much easier. So I don't know because technology is brilliant. Um, it's wonderful. It's got its uses and it can also be a deterrent. Sure. It's very hard to compare, I think, to, to give any kind of advice, really. You know, and speaking of technology, of course, I'm sure you had planned to travel to promote the book release and everything. How have you adjusted things? We're having a phone interview, which is awesome, but given the coronavirus pandemic, how has that uh, affected you? Have you had to adjust well, your things? Yeah, because I, I was uh, meant to go to the Beatles Fest in uh, um, New Jersey City, but we then did it online. We did it through Zoom. And I read a chapter of my book, and I was also interviewed on the following day. And so we did a lot of it. And a lot of the uh, people I was meant to meet 
on Manhattan. I've, I've managed to do that on Skype or whatever. You know, we've, we've been, thank God for technology. And today, I was meant to be doing this on Ventura Boulevard and had the hotel already booked so I could be there at 6 a.m. And so, in a way, I suppose I'm one of the lucky ones because it's growing even more in the book and being asked to do all sorts of more promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, because we can do it from home now. This is what we're all realizing. Yeah, you know, the whole, the world has gotten smaller with the technology you know, the ability to continue to work and to continue to promote um, and use that technology is amazing. And, and I'm glad that we have it. I'm glad that you're able to grab a hold of it and, and do stuff there. Thank you. And I think people are coming together more, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't come together physically, but, you know, there's a lot of people I'm hearing and having, like, Zoom parties or Zoom, you know, they have guests for dinner and they'd be on the Zoom. Or, you know, I, I'm part of a singing songwriting group and we're going to be doing that this afternoon through Zoom. So there's a lot of people checking in with each other. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've jumped on a couple of Facebook groups where they're live streaming concerts or, you know, mm-hmm. I've, and I've got musician friends that are, you know, they're essentially out of work. So they're, they've opened up the virtual tip jars and, and able to sustain something there a little bit online. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the dissertation where the the book that was published in 92, it's not only rock and roll. Yeah. You know, you, you explored the creative process among some pretty impressive musicians there. You know, you rode shotgun for some incredible journeys uh, with legends in rock and roll and in music. What's one common thread that you kind of discovered in your immersive life and in your research with that creative process? Oh, that creativity. Well, the one, the one just in, you know, interviewing all those 75 musicians, were there were a few, but one that was what I was looking for, what I believed in, is that they all experienced while they were creating this thing called peak experience, which Abraham Maslow, that psychologist, termed it that. It's when they're at the height of their creativity, and if they're writing, suddenly words come from nowhere, they're playing, suddenly they can play things they never knew they could. They all had that in common. And I found when I was writing this book, and when I was writing that book too, that that would happen for me too. You know, suddenly you do the grafting, you do the work, and then suddenly it'll just come to you, this whole sentence or just one word or something that makes you feel you're kind of plugged in something. Uh-huh. Kind of almost like a, a, a central neural mindset of, of that creative mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Speaking of the current book, uh, your ex, uh, looking at the cover of it, your ex, Mick Fleetwood, is quoted directly on the cover of your book saying, quote, the beautiful, beautifully poignant story of a partner, mother, friend, and a truly inspirational woman. Bought the book last night on Amazon. It was super easy to find, by the way. Plug, go out there to Amazon, pick up the book. Uh, the Kindle versions there are the hardcover. But as I'm looking forward to reading this, you know, what is your desire for one to have as a takeaway from this new book? I would say it's probably the thing that George said to me when we were coming back from Bangor, when we'd all been given our mantra with Maharishi, and we were driving back, uh, me, Patty, and George, and there'd been talk about, uh, Maharishi talked about the Beatles going to India so they could learn how to be initiators and do something wonderful in London when they got back. And I just wanted to be part of that, but actually it was them that was going to India. And as I was getting out of the car, they dropped me off in London, uh, George jumped out and said, how would you like to come to India with us? And I was blown away because that was like my dream come true. And I said, how can I ever thank you? Uh-huh. And he said, just be yourself. And that is my message throughout the book. At the beginning, I tell that story. And then at the end, it is about just be yourself. Embrace yourself and embody what you were created to be. Yeah, and it's the same message I was when I was giving the talks about um, it's not only rock and roll. Like, listen to that inner voice. You know, just be yourself. That's a perfect message. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. a guy who, who I'm, I'm a big, 
human. I, I love people. I love their stories. I love to hear them. And it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I greatly appreciate your time, Jenny. Uh, thanks again. Looking forward to reading the book. Again, it's Jennifer Juniper, A Journey Beyond the Muse. We will have your Amazon link in the description. What is the best way to keep up with you online? I would say um, either Instagram is Jenny Boyd underscore Levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T, or my website, JennyBoyd.com. Perfect. We will get that. Share the message. Jenny, thank you so much again for joining me today. I greatly appreciate the conversation. It's been an honor. Thank you, Darren, and me too. Lovely to talk to you. Stay safe, stay clean, stay at home, and we'll talk to you soon.